What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we are awesome. I am Justin here with Meals and Meals. We are we are in the summertime, bud. We're we're here. Woo. June first. June first. When we're recording this is June. 1st. Patreon. <laughs> You're getting the June first recording. <laughs> Everyone else, June second. I can't believe it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's perfect perfect I mean, segue. who doesn't know that we record the day before i i know i know but like perfect segue to say you know if you haven't you know subscribed to our patreon please make sure you do so uh i think so we you get that june 1st that june 1st will be 100 yours <laughs> we actually we, we, we've been like fucking up we gotta we gotta do some shout outs today because we got some new um we got some new members so th- it's the first no, of the we, month we, We've been so, um, we've been doing some shout outs, but I'm I'm down to do some more shout outs, especially considering uh, the the content that we have coming up on the Patreon and stuff. I'm down to do shout outs. I'm down to do a whole bunch of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, we're in um we're firmly in month two of of that. So like that mm. is a blessing, and and you know people have, have have really attached to it, and you know we have more content coming. Uh, we have something to announce on the show. Uh, actually, right now, Mills, you want to just go ahead and get to it? Let's let's talk about it. So right now, this is for kind of everybody. Um, new series was coming to the Patreon. This was something that apparently, beyond my knowledge, was broken first on Mark's Twitch um, over the weekend. So I feel like <laughs> you know what? I had a reputable media source that kind of broke this information that I can just kind of latch off of, similar to how WWE does. You know, Fox Sports breaks it. Blah blah blah. It's gonna be a Hall of Famer, et cetera, et cetera. Um. But as broken on Mark's Twitch stream, make sure you follow Mark on Twitch. Uh, on Twitch, what is he? My man MC. Yes. Okay, so follow him there. Um, in case you want more broken news that wasn't authorized, but still, um, <laughs> it is what it is. Stop but- before you make him feel bad, and you, before you make him apologize to you again. I was like, why did you apologize to him? I was like, he doesn't care. I I didn't care. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but renouncing. This is a sh- this is something that I've actually wanted to do for a long time, probably for a number of years. Um, it is a show called The Invasion Diaries. So you're, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. The Invasion Diaries is a show that is going to stretch us back to the year 2001, the summer of 2001, during the Invasion Angle, featuring wwe wcw and ecw and all of our conversations surrounding that thus far it's a limited series production that means there will not this will not be going on forever but it will be going on for a couple of weeks and we've got a number of episodes we've got a couple episodes in the tank j5 is featured in at least the first two episodes mm-hmm. um so you have that to look forward to. We have special don't, guests on. Don't say anymore. Don't say anymore about. That. I, I won't say anymore. I won't say anymore. But we have special guests. We have special topics. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about obviously the fall of ECW, the fall of WCW. We're gonna be talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin's heel persona. We're gonna be talking about the invasion pay per view and how crummy that was. Um, and we're gonna talk about everything throughout the summer. I mean, The Rock returned that summer. He had a new haircut. You know, we had Booker T being the hardest working black man in the business um just kind of a myriad of things i'm excited and not only that it's kind of also a love letter to the year 2001 as well because we're going back not just only with talking wrestling stuff but we're talking about pop culture back then yeah so you get a good chunk of conversation about how the world was in 2001 and if you were not born in 2001 wow 
how did you find this podcast? I really feel like no one under like 22 listens to this podcast, but I could be wrong. You're probably um, wrong. You're probably very I, wrong. I would, I would hope so. I'll, but, look, I'll look at our age demographics when we're done. The, ew, please do. And yeah, we have that to look forward to. So make sure you subscribe to the Patreon because it begins next Monday. Let me get the date on Monday correct. Next Seven, Monday, eight. June 7th. On the Patreon feed, it will be there bright and early. Trust me, it'll be there. I look forward to everybody's discussions. We have the t- first two episodes in the bank, and I'm going to record the third episode with a very special guest really, really soon. And then I might leave it there because I kind of want to see the feedback and kind of everyone this. And I and I definitely do want to get the feedback of kind of how everyone feels about this show and how everyone felt about that time and what everyone thought about this, that, and the third. So I'm very, very excited. Maybe maybe get show. some uh, maybe get some patrons on too. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. We can pick some out and, and we can definitely talk about it. Um, we're gonna do a special preview of it because the first yeah. episode is nice, wrapped up, ready to go. It's actually ready to post, but I'm not gonna post it until next Monday. But we're gonna do a special preview at the end of this episode, and it is available for everybody, everybody. So Patreon, non-Patreon, you'll be able to hear this. We're going to take eight minutes of this show or something along the run. Maybe it was like 10 minutes or something of this discussion that we had. And we're going to, you know, paste it in at the end of the show and be like, yo, that's just it. And there's a whole hour and change more. So <laughs> um, I'm very excited about the show. I'm very, you know, hype. I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time. At first, it was going to be a column about the show. And then I was like, now I do podcasts. So why the hell do I need to write anymore? Um, <laughs> so wow. that is, I mean, that is the truth. So it, it, it is what it is. But thank you guys. You know, subscribe to the Patreon and you'll be able to hear the whole damn King Caboodle. So let's get into No Holds Barred for the week. There's some shakeups, Meals. A lot of shakeups. Ooh, what do you want to what, what do you want to touch on first the departures or the or the uh or the entrances? I, I, got, I, I got to pour one out for my man Tom Phillips. And, and we got and, we got we got two to pour out. We got two to pour out. We got two to pour out. But I want to first pour out to my man Tom Phillips because yes. I was sure that with Adnan Burke taking the <laughs> getting the no, I don't even say getting the boot, getting out of dodge. Um that it was like, all right, we into Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips do his thing again. You know, you can always depend on good old Tom. Good old Tom Phillips. Friday, he's out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> so I got to pull one out for my man Tom. He probably know. He probably know. Yeah, they they, they didn't never seem to, like, wanted him in the main, like, mix for whatever reason. Because I thought he was really good. I thought he was really, really good at like parlaying information. I know he was a senior producer, you know. So I imagine that he spent most of his time producing NXT. That's what I imagine. I'm not fully mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, multiple. Yeah, mul- he he did he did you know a lot. I mean, because he, he was doing 205 live now. Yeah, Cole is the kind of like the head of them, and then yeah. I guess Tom was like below him. I would imagine right. on the on the totem pole. Not like super below, but like maybe like one rung below him. So, um, I, you know, with that with that situation, it was kind of like, okay, let's see how this shakes out. And then like right after that happened, they announced Jimmy Smith for Raw. And then you know we'll talk about Raw, but it was just like Jimmy Smith ended up and is good. And I, I was like, well, you know, it, it does. 
it doesn't take away the Tom Phillips thing, but when you look at the rosters, they're full. And Tom had done every show. And you don't want to bump uh, you know, homeboy from uh from NXT who's doing a really good job. Um, and they have they have a chemistry, and I think they're like the now they're like the longest tenured <laughs> announced team on, on the whole the, the whole company for like well, a year. It, it, it always bothered me because you know you could see kind of I mean in retrospect now you could see the writing on the wall because they moved Tom fucking everywhere. They moved him to fucking Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, two hundred five Live. They moved him every friggin' where, and. I was just like, yo, just sit. I mean, he remember when he was the fourth chair on SmackDown, and yeah. he would just, <laughs> he would just shoot to ads and like shit like that, and the other things. It's like you'd see him like he was a fourth chair. He's kind of like on the edge of the table. He's not really like seated like perfectly at the table. He's on his phone most of the time, I'm sure, and he just cuts to like ads and like we're gonna be back on SmackDown. Let me come back and shit like that because they couldn't like I guess trust Moro on SmackDown. But it was like, yo, you really did it. We gotta get the. It's a Tom Phillips scoop. I need to Tom, get Tom Phillips on the phone or Tom Hannah, whatever his real name is. I need him. I need the interview. I need it now. I want to know what went down, why it went down. Oh, boy. And who we got to blame for this. Well, you, you let me know how that interview goes. Uh, I'm going to pour <laughs> one out for... <laughs> I want to pour one out um, for our homeboy, Josiah. Josiah Williams um, was let go. Uh, again, twice in one year. It really sucks. Um, haven't said much, you know, publicly about it. He's the he's the homie though. Uh, it, it's it's terrible. You know what I mean. He he. Of course, if you listen to our show, he he was a guest on our Mania uh, episode earlier this year, and um, you know, he was someone who's always been supportive. Always really like just whatever we've asked. You know, and and when when um. I went to NXT back in, what was it, 2019. Um, you know, he was so nice and, and so cool. And that was my first time meeting him. And, you know, me, uh, he was really dope. Me, him, and Cornell really chopped it up for a while. And he was just a great guy. And, you know, these types of things, you know, you don't have an answer for it. It, it sucks. But, you know, it really it really hits it, it hits your heart when, when you know that it's somebody that really did put so much into this. And he was really great. I mean, he's, he's the voice of one of their you know, one of the NXT talents entrance music. So, you know, yeah. he's not, he's not gone completely, but you know, that loss is something that I feel like I wonder what they can replace that with, you know, and you really can't like, he's a, he's an African-American kid who had a lot of talent, made his own music, made their music, made all of their stuff really more popping. So I don't, I don't know how they, how they make that up, but um, you know, shout out to him and, and I know he'll, he'll get back on his feet cause he's talented. Yeah, I'm sure the wrestling flow, now we're going to get that back because that's really kind of what started and kicked off this thing and what kind of got him to the WWE in the first place. So I'm assuming that'll kick back off. Um, He dropped a note on Twitter. He said, my dream brought joy to others. My dream gave people faith, hope, and encouragement. My dream has shown that it's possible. Thank you for your love and support. It's time to dream again. So I'm sure this isn't the end. This isn't the last time we'll see him, last time we hear him, or last time... You know, we'll experience Josiah Williams. So to the future, my friend, hopefully we can get you back on the A-show eventually in the future. Yeah. God, Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. Um, but we do have some 
you know, some some new news on WWE. I mean, we just mentioned Jimmy Smith. We'll talk more about him on the Raw section of the show. But they announced Jamie Horowitz, Samira Shah, and Matt Drew to join the senior leadership team, along with Nick Khan. This has to be the most meteoric rise for a nigga ever. He's already in the board of directors at WWE. <laughs> Big Khan energy, baby. Come on. So uh, listen, have you heard have you heard the theme to SummerSlam? Let them know what the theme to SummerSlam is, baby. Cardi B up. Yeah, come on. He said it. He said it out. He said 2021. If it's up, then it's stuck. Tell that to that nigga. Tell that to that nigga Tony Khan. (laughs) Fucking fuck was that about? (laughs) (laughs) Your wild thing ass. (laughs) Wild thing, Judas. That cracking shit out of here, nigga. so, so uh, this is the role. Jamie Horowitz is going to join as the uh, he's going to be the executive vice president of development and digital. Samira Shah as the general counsel and corporate secretary, and Matt Drew as a senior vice president of international. Um, as the EVP of digital, Horowitz uh, he he will oversee the WWE's original content, including scripted and unscripted programs for digital and social media, and he'll be responsible for WWE studios in Los Angeles. So what this means is, and it all makes sense now. All of the firings they did last week of the digital department and then putting it into one group, he's the guy that's going to oversee that. Uh, he's formerly from uh, Dazen, uh, and he was like, he's been behind what the, the press release says. Some of the he's helped create some of sports media's most iconic programs. Uh, as the count as general counsel and corporate security uh, secretary, Shah will oversee WWE's legal affairs and serve as the prime principal legal advisor for the company, which means that Jerry McDevitt. It's probably gone, right? He, I, that, that's what that was his job. Yeah, I would I would assume so. Replaced it with a so. um, replaced it with a woman of color. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Listen, not, I'm not gonna complain about that shit ever. Not at all. So um, she spent 20 years as a senior attorney at Kravitz, Swain, and Moore, as well as O'Milvany and Meyer. So she's she's got a lot of a lot of work under her belt in terms of uh what's going on there. And I'm pretty sure she's gonna be getting straight to work looking at those books. Uh, as, as SVP of International, Drew will be charged with, with growing WWE's brand and business outside of the U.S. in addition to managing WWE's global media partners. And he will work with other company leaders to devise WWE's international strategy for live events, digital consumer products, and new revenue opportunities. Hey, man, he's worked at the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. This company, what it, Mills, we, we talked about this. I just want, <laughs> I just want the Nike collaboration. That's all I want. I want the Wait. WWE Nike collaboration. I want to see Bianca Belair out here with the with her custom gear, doing the custom thing. That's all I want. You know, some brand partnerships, baby. Come on, MLB, NBA. Come on. We got to be closer yes. to WWE X Nike. Come on. We talked about this. Yes, we did. The only podcast who talks about this, by the way. The only so. podcast I talked about it's not everyone's talking about they're about to sell. I'm like, okay, y'all late. And it's not gonna happen like now. But at the end of the day, this company is gonna be very different. I don't know if it will change what our show will be <laughs> in the next couple years, but they're moving primarily to a content company. A content live event. Live events will be like to me, in my opinion, like secondary to what they do on a weekly basis. If they could do the, the Thunderdome like half of the month and then crowds half of the month. I think they would do that because that is, it's just about content, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're strengthening their, their hold in media. They're strengthening their hold is content. I, I and remember I said this, you know, this is the big, this is the big payback for them. Like Stephanie said, they want to be looked at like Marvel and, and, and Disney. This Disney is how, this is, again, this is the moves that get you there. What Nick Khan is doing, gets you there. 
And, you know, you don't you have to look further than them fucking. I, it's just like little stuff like grabbing Ozzy Osbourne for like Hell in a Cell or getting real licensed music for NXT. You know, mm. like that shit really, it, you can see that the, top to bottom, the way that they look. I mean, the, the creative might not be the strongest, but you can't deny that the way that this company's looking across the board in terms of how they look outwardly to investors and people that are looking outside in, they look great. Even if, Listen. you know, if you don't watch it, you know. Listen, all more power to Nick Khan. Tell him, tell him what else Nick Khan did this week. Because it wasn't as, a, you know, he ain't no one hit wonder. <laughs> tell him so, what, what else Nick Khan did this week. So something came out last weekend uh, about the WWE being in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, to mm. do some sort of talent swap, talent merger. Uh, we don't know if it is a dead conversation. We're not sure what it is. No one knows what it is. But, you know, it caused everyone to get into a frenzy. To me, I think, again, New Japan will take offers and they'll listen to anybody right now. They're right. in a situation where literally they had to cancel another show on the 4th and because of Japan's state of emergency, it looks like New Japan won't even be up and running this month at all because of the COVID, the what, like third COVID outbreak out there. Um, they're, they're in need of something. They don't even have a champion. Will Ospreay drop, the, they, you know, drop their heavyweight championship and they don't have a champion right now. <laughs> so essentially new japan is is you know looking worse off than pretty much any american company across the border right now in in terms of just having the ability to do shows so i think that you know that it's an advantage for them to work for a wwe and an AEW. you know and if talks have stalled on that i wonder if talks mm -hmm. will re reinvigorate after they had to cancel all them shows right so um we don't know what it is it's nothing nothing official but i mean mills what do you think i'm on for it you know what I'm saying? These are some dream matches. These are like the dream from across the sea type of thing. We have, we have, you have superstars who in WWE who we've been asking to be able to get used. And I don't think, I don't think this is like even if if these discussions go any type of length. I don't think this is a discussion of like, well, we're gonna send Roman Reigns to Japan, pal. I don't think it's gonna happen. That's not happening. I think yeah. the, I think it's for the Ricochets, um, the Shinsuke Nakamura's, the Cesaro's. Everything of the rather who could use the bump from that, you know, from this kind of collaboration, even some NXT um, superstars as well. I think it's for those. Um, I'm excited. It, it caused a little bit of a frenzy on the timeline, but I think it caused a frenzy because it's like, yo, Nick can Nick can't really working. This man really put his pen to the paper and he had a plan and he's trying to execute this plan and he's trying to open the world up and he's trying to take over the world. And I'm like, listen. I need a Nikon in my life. Yeah. I need a he's Nikon worth, in my life. He's worth every damn dollar so far. Worth every dollar. And might be more, shit. <laughs> and guess and guess what? He he ain't done yet. Nah, <laughs> he ain't done. Not um one more thing before we uh before we go to break. Uh AEW, big signing. Uh, they signed uh, Mark Henry to be the coach. Big physically and figuratively, yes. Yes, he they signed Mark Henry. Uh, to be a coach and a uh, and an analyst for their new Rampage show. Uh, he was announced at Double or Nothing, along with the debut of his, I guess, now former enemy, according to Leo Rush. Uh, Leo Rush was also uh, at Double or Nothing and has signed uh, some type of deal with AEW. So, two, handshake two, uh, deal. Handshake, handshake deal. deal. So he can still work New Japan and he can still work anywhere else. I don't know what a handshake deal is. It seems like Leo just doesn't really want a contract to kind of be tied down anywhere, which is fair. I mean, if you can get away with it and if you can do that, if you can get your money anywhere where you can get your money, by all means. But 
yeah, it, it was a good look for Leo Rush showing up and as the Joker in that Casino Battle Royal or whatever the hell it's fucking called. Yeah. So I mean, um, I don't really have much to say about. I think it. Mark Henry. I think Mark Henry is a good signing. I think if we talk about diversity that AEW is lacking in terms of the upper card stuff, uh, Mark Henry was very instrumental in a lot of the signings that came to WWE, including Bianca Belair, Braun. including Apollo. Braun, um, Apollo Crews, uh, uh, just kind of a number of people that he kind of took the he, he for the last better part of a decade he's taken the backseat and he's kind of went to these things and he's like yo you need to you need to get your ass over to the WWE. Um, I think for being able to seek out talent, he's got a great eye and he's got a you know a great eye for talent and it, it it's shown just by WrestleMania this year to be honest with you. Um, so it's a good pickup for AEW. Should they choose, they want to, you know, they don't want to send people to to the wolves to just die to Cody. They can at least build up a proper, you know, we'll see proper undercard, a proper, you know, stable of talent, fresh talent. Hopefully, we'll see, we'll see. Because Big Show ain't we'll did see. shit, no, and Big Show ain't um, and Taz. I'm sure Mark Henry wants to wrestle again. He said he wants to wrestle again. He said he wants to have one match. And to be honest, the only people who's paying him to have this one more match is AEW. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sure. I guess they just want to do a match outside WWE for once in his career. That's cool, but the their moves don't leave me with any confidence in how they will approach uh, diversity or I mean, even doing Leo Rush right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of there's a there there's a bunch of guys that kind of have that swag. They're not as good as Leo Rush, but they don't do mm-hmm. anything with them. They don't do anything with them. Like, if that was the case, they should have had him one win the battle royal. That would have been more exciting than, you know, but I mean, Jungle Boy is their little homegrown guy. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, when we come when we, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw and try and get to the bottom of what the hell is going on at Hell in a Cell when we come back on EA Show. That's what you want to do? Why'd you tell me that then? Why'd you tell me... He was with me. What happened? What happened to we? Think about this. Everything that we've been through over these months. All I've ever wanted is the best for you. That's the only thing that's ever mattered to me doing right by you, doing right by our family, and we'll figure it out for your brother, but your main event, Jey Uso, now. Think about this. When we go according to my plan, what happens? What do you do? You close SmackDown. As soon as your brother comes back, what happens? You relegate it to the opening match? Roman Reigns talking about Jay in the opening match, talking about what Jimmy do. Disrespectful shit, man. Disrespectful. He, he looked crazy at that in the SmackDown. <laughs> My man looked so perturbed. He was like, niggas are doing their own shit. Niggas, own- <laughs> this, this show not about me no more. <laughs> he was like, I don't get an opening promo. <laughs> My... 
he was like he was like Hove and Cam and them came up. He was like, yo, <laughs> who are these? Who are these jokers? Who's this who dipset? <laughs> who are these niggas, man? What the fuck? No, I I I am I'm firmly in the in the camp uh with two and a half weeks out that Roman's not gonna have a match of Hell in a Cell. I just don't think he's gonna do it. He's gonna take this month off. Good for him. And you know what? I'm starting to agree with you. I mean, we got a long build to Hell in a Cell. I don't think Hell in a Cell is, uh, I think, what is it, the 16th or something? You can start seeing the writing on the wall here. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I could say on SmackDown, I think KO and Apollo will get a a, uh, match on pay-per-view. I think June 20th. So we still got like nine, we still got 18 more days according, you know until this know. until this thing so well, who, who who's gonna pop up <laughs> right like who's gonna just pop up like hey roman i'll fucking cesaro i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah i mean that that to me seems like it's it's set in stone and i think that if you don't have anything for roman to do don't force him to face somebody again or force him to face somebody you know what i mean i think that you save roman for fans and i think that's a smart thing to do i agree i agree um, very tag centric show on SmackDown this week. A lot of tag team stuff. Starting off with the Prophets and Usos match that went about thirty or so Ooh. minutes. Big heat, big banger. I, I would have rated this higher if there was no commercials, though. Mm, mm. I, I could see that. I could see that. I think a lot of people that we were like a little bit questionable, like, "Yo, why didn't they save this for SummerSlam?" Some some things you don't really need to. You can build the intensity for a match with the matches moving forward. Now, I'm not saying do this nine weeks in a row like WWE tends to do. Listen, we, if this is WWE booking. We're getting this real feud. We're going to have Montez versus Jimmy one week, Montez versus Jay one week, and then we have Angelo versus Jimmy, and then Angelo versus Jay, and then we'll head to summer, we make it a SummerSlam somehow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think this match, it got enough of eyes on it and then i also think it got enough attention on it that it's got at least a week's build um that it made it very very special and they delivered to be honest with you because they had a bang over match it was kind of like they never left the usos are still as good (laughs) as they've ever been right um and, and 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 street profits is just another like prodigal tag team that is once again trying to leap into that conversation of one of the greatest and they're gonna they have an amazing run right now. I love to see him back with the tag team championships in the future, but that we can take some time off with that right now. But if they keep having these matches with the Usos, it's like, yo, they're gonna they're gonna get there no matter what. Yeah, and it, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them do this again, you know, because I, I thought I thought that there's a lot of ways they can go. There's fans coming back that they can do this in front of and really change up the profile and 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 what they do. Um, especially if they switch sides, he'll face like the New Day did with the Usos as well. But I think that it's really dope to see them having such great chemistry with newer tag teams. And I mean, this goes without saying how much better Street Profits are, you know, than than when they first started. They're really, to me, an elite tag team. And of course, it's tag team week in the WWE. I'd be remiss to to, to miss out on that. So a lot of tag matches happening on on NXT as well this this week and. Uh, SmackDown will more than likely be main events with another tag match this week as well. Uh, see mm-hmm. what happens? The Usos power. They, they say, you know what? It's tag team week again. <laughs> and they guess, mm. I didn't even know it was a thing. But um, yeah, I thought it was a great it match. Wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't until they just made the shit up. I know. Like, Khan, baby. He's like, yo, we got to capitalize on this, man. Come on. Tag teams. Tag team week. 
Oh my God! So uh, Usos win the match, uh, which, which is what I thought. You know, you, you got to give Profits some time to get their win back, and I think they will eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, which led to the main event of the show being Ray and Dominic versus the Dirty Dogs. They went back and did the same damn injury thing again with these niggas. Just like you can't book this match any other way than having Dominic be the the face in peril for like fifteen minutes. But but, but we don't know this time of who tapped Ray Mysterio when he was praying. Who would who would, kind of sick bastard would attack a man while he's praying? Jay Uso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, it was. It, I mean, it was still solid. I thought it was great. They gave it time, and I think that was important. But um, of course, Jimmy went to Adam Pierce, who will literally give you anything if you ask for it. And he, if gave you him- ask for it in a very loud tone, he will literally say like, mm, you know, have have they dropped? That's a good idea. <laughs> Did they listen to me and drop the Sonya Deville shit? Because it seems as though they I, did. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Maybe they just don't have time for her in the show. Because they haven't even seemed to have time for Adam in the show, to be honest with you. Like, with as much things as going on. I think, I would. I mean, I feel like it's going to pick up again. I feel like it will pick up again. Okay. I, I hope I that, th- this was an example of a, a storyline dropping that I'm glad they did. Because it didn't make any sense. And I feel like we're gonna see, we're gonna see it picked up again because Sonya Deville, I mean, she's around, and Adam Pierce is kind of around too. So I feel like we'll see it again, um, but ju- I guess just not this week, considering how much stuff they had to get through this week. Yeah, um, I mean, this we're gonna get a tag team match next week, tag team title match between Ray and Dominic versus Usos. Do you think they pull the trigger here, or do you think that they? Um, something, some shenanigans happens, and Roman just can't take it anymore. Oh, shenanigans! What shenanigan <laughs> alert, baby? Come on, the, the red light is blaring. We getting all types of shenanigans. I don't, First I don't all, know where they go here with that. Oh, friggin' Jay is forced to turn on his brother and and beat his ass in front of the tribal chief, and being forced to in front of the tribal chief. Tribal chief will literally like, yo, handle this handle it he's like no nah, but he's my brother man like i can't do this to my brother and he was like yo the family like whose side are you really on and they'll tease him and maybe maybe he he's got a chair in his hand does he want to attack roman roman is walking out of the ring already he was like yo handle this and he just tried to walk out the ring but will will, will jay uso attack roman reigns or won't and then he makes the decision he got to do what's best for himself and he attacks jimmy uso and we had the hell in a cell uso on uso uh-uh. Hell. Uh-uh. In a cell. No. <laughs> mm. not, not in a cell. And not not these two. Please, God, no. They have the same <laughs> moveset. They have the same Listen, moveset. You've seen that episode of... I'm sure you've seen this. Remember when the Power Rangers showed up? Well, I, it might have been the Space Ones, where they also had, like... Um, the Psycho Rangers? Group. Yeah, there we go. It yeah. might be like that. Might be like Jay Uso might be a psycho ranger. No, terrible, <laughs> terrible analogy on a really good season. Uh, I haven't watched it in like twenty years. <laughs> I would not. I would not be popping for that. I mean, the idea here really is that Jay got to be the one that causes Roman to lose a title, and, and I feel like a lot of people are feel are feeling like Roman's not going to lose it until like next year, uh, which doesn't sound interesting to me. Uh, but would you feel like it was a failure if Roman does lose it anytime soon? No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> He's almost approaching a year. 
with the championship. He's like two months off of a year. Like, we're almost there. There's no way that this can. And I think he's going to hold it longer than a year because who else but Roman right now? They had their chance. I I, I really don't think I, I, I could see this. God, I don't even know. I mean, I could see a, a Rey Mysterio Roman Reigns feud in the future. I could see that. People love Ray. Yeah. yeah. Um It's the family I, I, yeah. angle. It's the family angle too. I think the family angle is interesting as well. Uh mm-hmm. with um Ray and Dominic, the Usos, of course, Roman. I mean, Ray and Roman is something we've never seen before, right? Like we've never really seen it in a, as a few. Like I think that would be a cool feud to do, especially with the family angle. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. So I don't know. Let's put that in. Let's put the meals booking into let's at least put that in there. Hopefully they can uh they pick happen. up on it. Yeah. Um anything um, else happened? More more uh, Nakamura stuff with, with with the books. He he need to learn that theme. He fucking it oh, up. I told you, man. Listen, come on. You're an amateur. <laughs> like <laughs> man <laughs> You need to learn that theme, bro. What's going he, on with you? My man's an amateur, man. Listen. I don't I don't something about Ricky Boogs. I don't know. Why they didn't put him on NXT? You ever ask yourself that? They put him on NXT like twice. Why they pull him off? You ever ask yourself that? Uh, nice guy. I'm just saying. Old Spice. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Listen. Um, what else was on? First of all, well, you know who was on SmackDown? Seth Rollins saying a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know what was up with that. That Can y'all just announce the damn cell matches? And I'm gonna say I'm gonna levy the same complaint on Raw. It's called yeah. Hell in a Cell. You need to start building to these cell matches. Yeah, like it's a Seth Rollins is he was a whole bunch of I I don't like all this non wrestling he's doing by the way. Seth? Good lord, yeah. Put someone over while you're in the meantime. I I demand he has a match next week on SmackDown because <laughs> oh my god he's doing a lot of talking. <laughs> And I like, you know, I like Seth Rollins. I like the character that he's doing. It's obviously he's whacked out of his mind. But at the same time, it's like, yo, get in the ring. <laughs> time to shut up. Because he said a whole bunch of nothing on Friday. I was kind of actually blown by that promo. Yeah. Like, uh, and I also, like, they, I mean, your mileage may vary with this. I know you brought it up on Twitter. I think I thought you say that. Um, keeping um, Biggie and, and Alistair away from each other for one week to let the, let the storyline breathe, which I thought was... I didn't cool. say that. I was like, "Where they at?" Oh, <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Yo." I felt I was it was. Like, a, they at? I felt it was a conscious and very rare decision for them to actually let something breathe and then have it come back maybe next week, as in like, okay, Biggie's back and he wants he wants answered or something like that. Usually, we would get that in the match that next week. You know what I mean? And now we, it seems like they're letting it breathe a little bit. But they didn't even like. Was there even like a promo on it? Or well, no, like well, no time. There wasn't no time. They had a thirty-minute match to start the damn show, and then they had to get, get the Bianca Carmella ten-minute match over too. <laughs> damn, I was like, yo, y'all, stop playing my face. It's stop a two-hour show. Face. It's a two-hour show. Do we, need, we really need a uh, Tamina and <laughs> Tamina and Natty on both shows. Like, yeah, they can be on both shows, but we really need them on both shows. I, you know, I'm not gonna say yes. So like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna say yes to that, but I mean, I'm just calling a spade a spade here. Maybe, the, maybe they'll show up on um, SmackDown. They gonna uh, really feel it once they, you know, they go back on tour. You see them schedules? Mm. I nonsense. They have no plan for the weekend. 
Because <laughs> my niggas, uh, Friday through Sunday, Friday through Tuesday. Mm, mm, that's, a, mm. that's a that's a hard schedule to do every week. Like, fuck Damn. that, fuck, yeah, fuck that me. shit. Uh, let's get over to Raw. We okay. had a debut. You had a debut. Jimmy Smith is on Raw. Former uh, MMA announcer. He was on NXT as an analyst. I forgot. I forgot this ball headed nigga was even on NXT standing to deliver. But apparently he was. I, apparently, shit. He looked like but, he's from UFC. I don't know. Some of the UFC and ball niggas. It's just, bro. It be it's the make the it's the you know. When they get lumped up, it just looked like another piece of your baldness. Yeah, I guess so. But go, go off, Jimmy Smith. You did a good job. You did way better than Adnan. Did a real good job. Did a, did did a, a real, real good, good job. job. I, I I thought he sounded comfortable. It was the voice to me. I think right. Yeah, like, it was. It, I didn't really, but it's a, it's a voice also that I don't really. It's like. If no, but I, I mean, with Adnan, I mean with Adnan, that was his problem. It was the voice. It was Adnan's voice. Oh, yeah. But but even with Jimmy Smith, I'd say if I had an early kind of like if I had something that at least criticized, um, which isn't really like a critical critical really kind of thing. If I close my eyes, I don't know who's saying what. Like I can pick out Graves from the way he talks. I can pick out I guess Byron, but it's kind of the law of eliminations with him because he's just kind of like very generic kind of voice thing. But he did really really well. He seems to be actually in it, and actually like enthusiastic yeah and stuff like that like you know he's a he was moving with it so shout out to I him think, i think by the time it was the main event he was fully comfortable which is um very surprising because i you know i say oh give Adnan a week and then he did really good the second week and then after that he just kind of went off with jimmy is i feel like he's gonna get way better like he, that that's actually gonna be true for him and he started off i would really hope good, so so, so he, he was so. He, he was good. He was really good. It, it was still very Jimmy Corey. Smith is, Jimmy Smith is real name? I don't know. It's Maybe. a bad name. <laughs> hey, I don't know. He's that's white. Ultimate, that's, a, that's a white man name. That's the most whitest yeah. man name. Listen, any name that ends with Smith. Oof. I'd be like, yo. <laughs> what's wrong with Smith? Where where they find you? You know, um, John Smith. That's what's wrong with Smith. All right. See, you're making it something else. Uh, let's go to okay. <laughs> let's go to let's go to Randy Orton versus Xavier. Randy Orton's beard. How about that? Let's go to that. that. <laughs> let's talk about that. You got, got the damn Tony a bet. What the fuck? <laughs> he want to look different. He want he actually wants to look like a pothead now. So like that. <laughs> that shit look ridiculous. It looked like he went to a barber. For the first time, and they said, "Line me up," and he's like, "Got you, Poppy." <laughs> <laughs> you went to an ethnic bar- ethnic barber. He was like, "Yo, get me look, get me looking nice," and they went crazy. I promise, I promise, it's gonna look good. I promise, it look good. Um, really good match, know. man. I think Orton's on. Orton is he's in his bag right now. Xavier's definitely in his bag right now, and mm-hmm. the listen, man, the RK Bro storyline is definitely in its bag right now too, because <laughs> it Absolutely. is actually it's a good storyline. I think, I, I mean, for the most part, um, I didn't I didn't hate Raw. I thought Raw had again a lot of matches and good. No, matches. I didn't hate Raw at all. Yeah, nah, definitely not. You know what? The, this program, this this Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle thing is the very clear stark difference between 
AEW and WWE. The mm. fact that you're like, I can't wait for the moment where he does the little pose behind Matt Riddle's pose. And you mm-hmm. can tell that it's coming. Every week it's like it's growing, you know, something like that. But the AEW thing, the way they just throw tag teams together, and you just kind of like expected to like fall in love with them. And like, well, like for instance, like the the Dean Ambrose and Eddie Kingston type of shit. Yeah. That was kind of a little that was a little forced. Like, especially, I mean, it built up with the explosion shit, but even the explosion thing was like, yo, really? Okay. <laughs> you, sometimes right. you find love in the battlefield. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but the fact that they became like number one contenders for a title after first teaming like a month ago and had to like beat a whole bunch of people in order to do that. I was like, what? Come on, man. You're, with this, you're seeing the build of it. They're not immediately throwing them into the fire. It's like, okay, let's, you know, AJ and almost. They're obviously going to be the, you know, you know, first match for them. They're not doing that. They're like, yo, let's put them with the New Day. Someone we know that's comfortable, can get them over. We can make this thing kind of work. And it's working every week. So, clear stark difference, man. This yeah. is They're making me believe in the team more than all the other Joe Schmoes on uh, TNT or TBS in the future or some shit like that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I am. Um... It's going to be very interesting seeing how the crowds react to Riddle when crowds come back. I, I'm, sure I think, I'm sure they'll cheer. He's <laughs> going to be over. I'm sure they'll cheer. He's going to be over as fuck. I'm sure they'll cheer, He's going to be over as shit. Sure he's got a fucking scooter on the way to the ring. Have you seen him? Exactly. Like, I, I think he's really tapped into that, like, Gen Z, really young person uh, demographic. I really think they're going to yeah. love him. And teaming him with Randy Orton is, like, the best thing babyface-wise for him because people want to cheer Randy Orton. You know what I mean? They, they really love the RKO, so... Absolutely. Can I can I can I point out two things that I liked on Raw that's not on this list? Yeah, go ahead. Just real quick. First of all, the Miz is back. Oh yeah, wow. I, I I completely forgot about that. Uh... Dirt sheet breaker. Come on, nine months. Nine months where? Come on, it was barely nine minutes. You know what I'm saying? The man has been back. WrestleMania <sighs> backlash. Obviously, I don't see him working for quite a little bit. He might, but he might not. It's clear also that if you look very, very closely, he's got like the knee sleeve thing, yeah, um, under his uh, under his uh, pants or something like that. Obviously, because it's real, but it's not as severe. And that's what I was telling people from the beginning. I was like, "Yo, how you diagnose this man less than twenty four hours after he's like, oh, you got injured? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that." I was like, how you diagnose this man less than 24 hours after this thing? Are you going to know he has a torn quad unless WWE tell you that he's going to be out six to nine weeks? All right. Second thing. Ricochet. He won. And he got swag. And he got a little bit of swag, too. He he got, he, you know, he got a little anime protagonist swag. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> he, got the, he, he said, fuck the jean jacket. I got the leather jacket this week. You got a little anime protagonist swag. The man wants to be the protagonist in this film. I was like, you know what? Good for you. And you get the little win. The win makes it a little bit different. See, now the win is now I can compliment this jacket. <laughs> if he wow. had lost, I would have been like, yo. They're, and they made him get. <laughs> you know what's but, weird about Raw that I did enjoy? They're doing something <laughs> with people. With, with people. With That's more than all, just the standard that, people. That is literally all we ever asked for is that they do something with these people that they have. And Mansoor. Mansoor is good. He's yeah. not bad. He's good. You put him with Ali, it's going to... You oh, tell man. the story right there. 
Oh man, you did? You, do you feel as though Ricochet Ali uh, they graduated from an event? No, but <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, absolutely, they did because I mean, Ricochet wasn't on main event this Ricochet's, week. Ricochet Ali is going to be on main event this week. I think I'm he's wrestling. Uh, sorry, guys. Spoilers. If you don't want to hear it, skip for so, twenty I seconds. Didn't say, I didn't say who won. Okay, he well, showed it on skip, Instagram that he's facing skip, Jeff Hardy on main event. Skip for twenty seconds or so. He beats Jeff Hardy on main event, which means that he <laughs> gets spoiled. He got. <laughs> He got his he got his win back, which means that oh okay, we're gonna you know put you guys back on Raw. Come on now, I feel like he could be on main event any damn time. They gotta fill up the main I event think, thing. Here's, here's here's another here's another thing that people probably won't want to hear. They probably like being on main event. <laughs> we gotta ask. <laughs> we gotta ask. I mean, we gotta they, get they to the bottom of do. this. They get they get time on their matches, and they get matches, and they're still on, they get they still get to be on TV in certain markets, and they're on Hulu every week. So we we gonna we gonna ask him if the first thing that I hear is like, hmm, well, <laughs> then I know whatever they about to say might be cap. But if they are like, of course, the fucking love main what get time got a two out of three falls match on main event last week. Are you crazy? Like I'm not getting that on Raw. You know. Good. Um, yeah, and I mean, good good on Ricochet, man. Good, good on, on Ricochet. Good on Ricochet. Good on Ali. Good on Monsoor. Good on all the the lower mid carders who are doing the thing right now. Uh, Shelton and, and and what's his face Cedric. Good on them. Yeah, they had um, they had Cedric squash Shelton, and which is fine to 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 win the feud, which is fine. But next week, do something. With him, well, it was a, it was with it was with a purpose. He obviously caught the eye. It was it was a little bit of chicanery. He caught the eye. He hit the finisher that like, I guess hit the eye double as hard. Took out all his health points, all his life points, and you know, pinned him for the win. So I bought it. It wasn't just like yo, I'm gonna just fuck you up real quick. It was obviously a story to it. So I think this is gonna continue. I think it's gonna continue. Yeah, I I fuck with it. Yes, sir. Um, Drew and Kofi, the the oh, they 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 treated this like it was a heavyweight, like a heavyweight fight. And good for them. As much as they could from the fact that they had a really good match last week and they're doing it again, but they actually did it better this week. I thought it was a better match this week. What do you think about it? No, it was an infinitely better match. I mean, they had thirty minutes to tell the story. I think it's good from time to time to remind people that Kofi Kingston is a contender. And can be a contender anytime that you want. I mean, he's he's contended for the 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 I guess the WWE Championship at least twice this year with the Hell in a Cell and being in this number one contender match itself. Um, it's good to remind people that, and I think it's good to have these kind of stories. You have Xavier Woods kind of holding up this side of a story in the meantime because I didn't think the Kofi Kingston thing was going to lead to a WWE Championship match. Sorry, spoilers to everybody. Um, I didn't think it was going to actually lead to him winning. I always knew that he would lose. But it's kind of the story that you tell on the way there. And even the promo that Kofi gave before the match, I think it 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 lent a lot of credence to what fans were actually saying. And that's the part of the believability of this entire thing. It's like, well, can Kofi go to distance? He's already, He's like, I've done something that you haven't done. It don't matter how I did it. You've never been able to do it over the past couple months. You you haven't been able to beat Bobby. I don't care how I did it. I did it. Yeah. So he goes into that match with a wave of momentum leading up to it. Um, he goes up against Drew, gives Drew the fight of his life, um, obviously falls to the 
the jumping nothing into the claymore. Um, yeah, jumping nothing. He was gonna do. He was gonna do something. <laughs> okay. He was gonna do Until something. There's a claymore. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is the claymore s- stopped it from. You know. Maybe it was a double axe handle. Maybe it's something. Maybe a giant chop. I don't know. Um, great match. Fantastic match. I would say maybe the best main event on Monday Night Raw of the year. Uh, I have to remember some of them, but you're probably right. They all involve Drew, so it would just yeah. be Drew. <laughs> yeah. It would just be Drew beating himself. You know what's so weird? I just I don't understand it. I know you probably understand, and you're probably more. You're usually more. Um, forgiving and understanding of these types of things but drew Mm -hmm. as as the guy and it's so funny that people always love to be like well fuck like we love roman like blah 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 but drew's getting to me a push that again and we talked about this you know a couple weeks ago people are still saying that are acting as if drew has faced bobby multiple times in the past eight months and he has it this is this is like his second time well, it's the it, like I said, it's the exhaustion with the with the program, and it's the exhaustion with kind of like Drew's place in this program. It's more like I deserve a title shot, and it's like, well, do you? Because you already got beat, <laughs> like, and you didn't even win the triple threat match neither. So it's like, how many title shots are you gonna actually want? It's but he didn't get that you're like, but he didn't get pinned either. I understand that, that, but it's a lot of like, but he didn't win. Also. So how so, so how do you put so how do you push guys that you want to be stars? I mean, because the, the thing about it is, Cena didn't never move out the way. Um, Austin didn't never move out the way. Uh, Roman didn't ever. Well, they made Roman move out the way. I think it's, but like, I think it's the manner and kind of how you do it. I think it's it's it's, it's kind of how you come back around to it. How much and different always, is this from I, anyone else? You're watching. I, you're, you've been watching 2001. This. You've been watching 2001 for the past couple weeks. Absolutely. Let me. Well, 2001, they gave anybody a title shot because we just seen that they had Booker T versus Buff Bagwell, Booker T versus DDP, and Booker T versus Kurt Angle in the span of seven days. So they gave anyone a fucking title shot. Anyone who asked. And I think I got Booker T versus Chris Jericho the following SmackDown. Um, but I always, I'll say I always appreciated the NXT model, um, especially what they did for the women. And I'll point out to the Bailey one. Bailey got the title match. And sometimes, you know, she was a champion, she lost, she lost a rematch, etc. She would go back around and she would kind of have to build her way kind of back up. And I know you don't really have to do that with Drew, but you can kind of tell that story from, you can, you can step away from Drew for right now and you can always come back. And you can always tell the story of like, okay, he built him back up to this point and now he's got red hot momentum again. Drew has no momentum kind of going into this. He's kind of just like, and give me the match. And give me the match. And I'm not going to leave until I give me the match. It's more so how it's portrayed um, rather than it's like, well, what do you expect? Like, well, who, it, else is there? Who, who else is there? I, I mean, get what you're saying, but who else is there? I think you could have gave it to, you could have, you could have done um, Kofi. Or you could have done. <laughs> you beat him already. You know, no, no, come on. Don't, don't. <laughs> Kofi beat him already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so and, you and Bobby, I think Bobby will, will dog walk that nigga, and people will be like, "Well, well they didn't even." I agree. Kofi I agree. Twenty minute match, and <laughs> well, Kofi's gonna go home and be sad. I think it's the way you do because I don't see people that mad about the. I mean, I'm sure people are like, "Oh, they couldn't give it to Kofi, fuck it." But I don't think people are that mad because they had an amazing match, and I and, and I stopped myself from saying something similar to that because I was like, "Let me wait until the match because." 
the performance itself is going to sell you on why he's here and why he's not, but why Kofi is still strong in the process. And I think that's what people need to kind of look towards. Um, is there, they can make anybody hot at any freaking time. Like uh, to be I, honest, I'm asking you. you, no, 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 no. We know this. I'm asking you, <laughs> I they asked you, they who is next for Bobby? They could have put, they could have put Randy in there. They could have put, they could have put Matt Riddle in there. I mean, Kofi was busy. Uh, no, uh, Meals. Riddle, nigga? <laughs> Riddle. We, was, we were on this show. We were on this show three months ago Absolutely. talking about how they how they buried him to the ground. 100%. Ain't nothing different a, about guess. him. Ain't nothing different about him right now. You know what? I agree. Scratch Riddle. Um, they could have put Randy in that sort of thing. They could have put... They could have gave... Uh, you can heat up anybody at any time, to be honest with you. Like, you could have said, like, oh, this is it. Jeff Hardy got one last hurrah at him. I know you're going to laugh. but <laughs> <He> beat him. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, yo, last Jeff Hardy, damn. But no, you tell the story of, like, you build the Jeff Hardy thing similar to how you build Drew against Kofi thing. It's like, yo, Jeff Hardy is like, yo, yeah. I want my name in this. I'm a N- former WWE Mills, champion my myself. Nigga, my nigga, I love you, but would you have been cool with Jeff Hardy going over Kofi fucking Kingston right now? With the dude walk. With the dude no, no, walking no. and everything. No, 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 no. Going over Kofi Kingston? No, because that wouldn't have made sense. If, like, Drew, if 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 it was some sort of, it, I would have to book it in a certain way. J- Drew but, laying down a Jeff Hardy doodle walk? Shit, man. Stop it. Shit, I mean. No. Triple threat match. Let no, him lay down uh, the brawn. Uh, all right. We, Bring out brawn. Bring out brawn's big ass. Lie. Hey, this nigga lying in your honor. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying in, a, in an aspect, it's like, we, we're both of the mindset of like you can heat up anybody whenever of course like, but i'm you asking can, you can build you. towards this i'm asking that's why and i'm letting you know that it could be jeff hardy it could be kind of there's there's multiple people on that roster we just had it, it could have been the miz again you know what i'm saying it could have in, in a new sort of like oh is he you know is he becoming more likable in this instance it could have been the john morrison it could have been anybody you, you know you're missing, one, you're missing one person and i and I, I, it's so funny that you haven't even thought about this guy but I'm, I'm even, damian priest damian now. priest damian priest huh so oh, oh my god what's different about him than, than jeff it's hardy all right jeff hardy has years of actual built-in worth damian and tenure priest, built damian into him was damian priest was in the match of the weeks. night he was in the match of the night at wrestlemania he he beat the miz he did he did all this he beat a former champion how much of that match of the night thing are you gonna blame he, on he, damian he, priest he beat in he beat in he was fighting a fucking match. Mills, what are you talking about? Yeah, he was in the he was in the match at night, but the performance on, was bad bunny. But the performance was bad bunny. It was what, all of Miz? them. Don't ask me if I'm bent on Miz, because you know it's gonna be. I mean, I am. That's so <laughs> weird. That's that's so, like that's so. So you would you would put Jeff Hardy in a position that Damian Priest should be in? He's a new guy instead of Jeff Hardy who can barely go anywhere. I don't think I don't I don't think I don't because Jeff Hardy has. The, the time and the energy oh and the, the story built into him. Damien Priest is new. Damien Priest. So what? Damien Priest shows up, gets you know, gets thrown in the hurt lock. Like, so what That's does that do? That's all the niggas that Durant? you name right now that but, got thrown but, in that no, hurt no, lock no, no, already. <laughs> but what does that do to Damien Priest's career as opposed to Jeff Hardy, though? What did it do Jeff to Hardy Jeff Hardy like, when oh. he got put in, in the hurt lock eight times but last Jeff year? Gonna, but Jeff Hardy's going to be fine. Damien Priest is still new. Damien Priest is still on an upward trajectory. You can throw Jeff Hardy off the trajectory at any time. He was already thrown off when fine. he was going and for the still, U.S. title. He was still he right, was right, and he's still off. gonna, and he's still gonna be fine. But if you do that to a Damian Priest or something, you might people might be like, "Yo, this listen, might, man, Drew, not Drew's the not guy. the problem. You all you told me is that Drew isn't the problem. No, Drew is not the problem. 
That, and, and, and people, that and, and people keep problem. acting. People keep acting that Drew is the problem. I know you're talking about like, oh, he keeps saying he just wants the belt. It's I'm the like, program. It's the program but, but, itself. That's what I'm but, saying. But it's, it's it's like this guy's having banger matches. That's what y'all want from a champion. Absolutely. Banger matches, charisma, a nigga that can talk, someone that can connect. That's what he does. Stop mm-hmm. hating on my nigga Drew, man. That's what I'm telling people. It's I'm not talking program. to you. I'm not talking it's to you. The, I'm just saying, hey, stop hating on my nigga Drew, man. I understand sorry, why sorry they I called him. I think no. <laughs> I think they can't I think they can't explain why, but I can definitely explain why. And I think it's the program and kind of how it's been built up. But I'm not against Drew versus Bobby in the Hell in a Cell cuz I'm like, yo, makes sense. It's Hell in a Cell. You crazy? Before we get Shayna like, being up. Let's yeah, talk about Shayna being up. <laughs> being up my put man that nigga, in the, Put that nigga Reginald <laughs> Don't put him on NXT. Don't say that. Don't say that. Put that nigga on 205 Live, nigga. No. He got go. cool. He got it. Well, is it... I bet you his next feud is Cedric Alexander. <laughs> I don't even know. Reginald has not feud with, feuded with men ever. Can <laughs> he fight a man? Can, can he fight a man? <laughs> I'm sure he can. But this is just way more entertaining. He got beat up by Shayna Baszler. And let's talk about the Alexa thing, too. Let's talk about the Alexa, the little Alexa wrinkle. Do you think Alexa has been behind all these pyro shits? Yeah. I, I know Chris Novak, my homeboy. Follow him on Twitter. I know he thinks that it's going to be uh, Nia playing the tricks. I, I don't think it is. I think it absolutely is going towards Shayna um, turning babyface against Alexa. Doll. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I think I think Alexa's going to be babyface against... And, and Alexa's got it all built in. I mean, she got the public public support behind her after last week. Um, you know, got a, a four-hour Instagram live. My my or... question is this: <laughs> a lot of people are upset that Shayna is losing, but also Shayna has not missed TV in weeks. But also Shayna is not where she was at the Elimination Chamber a year ago. Now let me just take you mm-hmm. back to a time when that Elimination Chamber happened, and me and you had it out about the Elimination Chamber finish, and a lot yeah. of people had it out about that finish. And then their faves, all their faves got tossed to the wind. All the Liv Morgans, they, all the Oscars, all the they, everybody. They, they got put in a pack in like 15 yeah. minutes. And now you have Shayna now, again, even if she's not winning, she's has more character than she did at that moment when she was biting niggas and just beating niggas up. Bruh, bruh. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I think this feud, this feud and the feud with Reginald itself, it's way more than they give anybody else. Yeah. They're, they're way more than they give the 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 Liv Morgans, the Naomi's, and fucking Dana Brooks. And oh my God, what the hell was that? Um, I mean, and they work very, very hard. But at the same time, it's like, enough, enough. We've seen the tag match. They're contending for what? <laughs> the same <Yeah>. fucking belt. <laughs> and neither of them have won. So, like, enough with the match. Um, but if we are branching Shayna off. We listen. We know Shayna can wrestle. We know she's a badass. Does yeah. she need to be booked they like Brock? Too. Does she does she need to be booked like Brock or booked like she was in NXT? I don't think so. I'm no, not really because that's not, that's Ronda's jab. That's Ronda's jam. Yeah, I don't think she needs to be. I think that if she does come out of this Alexa thing looking good, I think she's gonna have a lot to work with because we don't know if this is gonna work. You know, the, you know the Bray shit doesn't work because Bray yeah. can't go. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. It, we'll see if that can if that curse goes to Alexa with this whole angle 
but I'm interested at least in seeing what the fuck is going to happen with Shayna. And I think that's more than what I can say for a lot of women. I mean, look at the Rhea Charlotte thing. The whole Rhea Charlotte Nikki thing is, can you beat my ass in a minute? <laughs> like, that's the story. He's like, I bet you can't. And it's so, like, and the match was so, I don't know who laid out that match. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been my boy TJ Smith. Couldn't have been my boy TJ. Because, oh, are you yeah. even... Yeah, are you even cognizant of the time? You said you could beat the bitch ass in two minutes, and then it's like 30 <laughs> seconds, and you're out here throwing her on the top rope and shit, ready to do superplexes. I was like, what the hell is this? I was so mad. I was like, what? Come on. Anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Shayna versus Alexa thing, because I think there's a lot of story be built in it. I hope they don't go extra weird, like, with the Bray Wyatt stuff. I hope we get a nice little semblance balance of, like, yo... This is gonna be an actual feud instead of like wizardry and don't don't make Shayna like Seth Rollins was scared of the fiend. Don't make her afraid. Make her like I'm not afraid of this shit. She's gonna rip the head on that doll. She's gonna rip the head on that doll. Oh my god, that'd be great. Make Shayna into a bad build her back up. You know what I'm saying? And and hopefully, you know, by the fall. She comes out hopefully she comes out the other side of this better than she did going in. Yes. That's our that's our only hope. It's it's clear that you know, I don't think the Naya and Shayna thing is completely over yet. Um, but it's definitely moving away in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't look like they'll feud to get out of it. So I think that's cool. That's fine. They can yeah. just break up. That's cool. Um, Mills, we're going to get into a couple of minutes of the Invasion Diary. So uh, before we get into that, I just want to shout out a couple people on Patreon. Uh, shout out to Kashan Gatewide, who just joined Jason Knight. Uh, who just joined as well. I think we missed out. Uh, we missed him a couple weeks ago. Uh, they just joined the Patreon. Thank you guys for, for joining. Uh, Mills, you want to you wanna lead us into this clip? Because uh, this is going to be the last, you know, before we, uh, this is going to be leading us out the show. Okay, so this clip right here is from the first episode, the first chapter of the Invasion Diaries, which is the fall of WCW. And what we're discussing here with myself, J5, and our special, I mean, well, J5 is a special guest as well. I keep thinking that you're on the show, but you're not really on the show. But um, with myself and special guest J5 and A+, we're discussing the final roster of WCW. We're going down the line of who was left before Big Boy Vince said, give me all that shit and take all that <laughs> shit. So let's get so, yeah. into it right now. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back to close the show. All right. Would you guys like to hear <laughs> the final WCW roster um, before yeah. it is purchased? <laughs> before it is purchased, and just kind of if you see if if there's any names, I'll run through the ones that obviously stick out. But you'll there's you know a lot of them end up coming to WWF anyway. Um, the first person on here, Air Styles, who would now <laughs> be later known as AJ Styles. Um, he wasn't picked up. Obviously, of course, he was featured on WCW in late 2000 in terms of their cruiserweight division, but the contract wasn't picked up. He would go on to become, of course, AJ Styles, who would, <laughs> I guess, debut like 15 years later. Um, there was Animal from the Legion of Doom, who they didn't want anymore because he didn't have Hawks. He was like, yo, if it's not actual the Road Warriors, why do you want them? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but obviously, obviously he was in WCW because his brother was the head of talent relations. So it's like, obviously he was there. Come on, just get it. Come on. Bring your, bring your beer. 
<laughs> um, Bam Bam Bigelow, final part of the final roster is actually on the final WCW show. Um, Big Vito, I didn't know this, <laughs> but Big Vito, talk about people you forgot. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Billy Kidman, Booker T, um, Brian Adams, and Brian Clark. Chronic. Woo. <laughs> scary. We'll get to them. <laughs> but they are scary um, because of how terrible they were. Uh, Buff Bagwell, who was obviously the main event of this damn show. Here we go. Um, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Chris Canyon, Chuck Palumbo, David Penzer. Who the hell is this? He's the uh, 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 mic guy. I mean, uh, announcer. Announcer. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I said referee. I'm an idiot. He wasn't. Is he a referee? Might be a referee. <laughs> He might have been. I mean, they got Nick Patrick too, if <laughs> if that counts for anything. Um, Diamond Dallas Page, Disco. I guess he wasn't called Disco Inferno anymore. He just D I S Q O. The fire yeah. was out. Rebrand. Um, he was part of the Italian stable with, with the Italian. Yeah, the, the Johnny Stamboli. Yeah, and Big Vito, right? Big Vito was involved. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dustin Rhodes, who had left the WWF like a year before. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it have to be seven, seven, like, like ten minutes? Yeah, aka. Yeah. <laughs> if you had left WCWWF like a year before, like Road Dog had just left WWF like a couple months ago, and I'm sure he was ready to go to WCW, and it's like, well, actually, we're not hiring currently. Um, <laughs> want to hire and freeze? <laughs> Alex Skipper, who we'd wow. known, legendary TNA moment, the the, the, the tightrope cross the cage. Um, Ernest Miller, who was brought on, I don't know, was he one of the people who just sat home with his fat contract? Yeah. Still a question. (laughs) Um, because I just remember him being the voice of Velocity. I was just about to say, wasn't he on Velocity? I swear (laughs) to God, I was just about to say that. Like, wasn't he on one of the shows? I knew it. I knew it. He was under. And he had this, like, little black guy with, like, a wig on. He was under contract to uh, Time Warner, so yeah, he sat he sat around for a minute until that until it. There was a lot of people that were still under contract to Time Warner who just did like I think like Ray didn't come until like two thousand three or two thousand. Yeah. No, he, he didn't come till two thousand two. Yeah, he had a whole year off. Was it Ultimo Dragon there for like ten minutes too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh he got injured I think on, on uh on, on some shit and then he ended up just going back to Japan. Yeah. Um Goldberg obviously Goldberg was like nah I'm not even wrestling no longer he, he just didn't want to be involved with wrestling and then of course he comes back to wrestling like three times over after that um hugh morris who would end up being of course he's a guy who was like listen take it how you get it because <laughs> um jamie noble who would eventually i wonder if he sat out too he didn't really show up until much later on down the line i'm not even sure if he was like let go and brought back uh it would be wild um jeff jarrett jeremy borash jimmy hart <laughs> Jeremy Flores. Right. That's his early WCW.com to me, my bad. Yeah, shout out to him. I think, is he still hired by WWE right now, Justin? He's in NXT. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he's the Jimmy guy. Jimmy Yang. He's the guy who does all the NXT vignettes. He did the TN Shaw stuff. He does, he does the Cameron Grimes stuff. He just recently did the Prime Target with uh, Karrion and Finn this past week, too. Turn that up. Jimmy Yang, who would join a little bit later as a Keo, and then, of course, Jimmy Wang Yang. Um... Johnny, Johnny Stamboli. Uh, he was there. <laughs> Johnny Swinger. <laughs> Johnny Swinger. I'm, I'm going to finish this up. Kevin Nash, 
Conan. How would Conan not get a WWF run? Uh, he, he's very, very uh, disliked. I believe um, <laughs> he, he was speaking on too much shit. <laughs> yeah, very, I, to this day, they still got beef. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, Landstorm, Mike Awesome, Mike Awesome, who would be like Landstorm and Mike Awesome would end up being like what was it like the Franz Ferdinand of this whole entire invasion shit. <laughs> Like it's like a standard like question is like what kicked off World War One? France Ferdinand. <laughs> um Mike Tenay. That's right. Miss Hancock, who would then be known as Stacy Keebler, who everyone apparently they were like, Oh my god, we gotta get Stacy Keebler. Uh, you know like, who's hey, hey, who's that? <laughs> who's that? It was <laughs> they went out their way to recommend like I think Gerald Briscoe and um <laughs> Bruce Pritchard went out of their way to recommend is like we gotta have Stacy Keebler. We got to <laughs> salute to Stacy though. She was doping. Um Ray Mysterio Jr., Rick Flair, Rick Steiner, and Scott Steiner. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure they sat out. I'm not sure what Rick Steiner ends up doing after this, but Scott Steiner for sure sat out. Um Sean O'Hare, Shane Douglas. Well, I'm just, I'm just just never, <laughs> never called. Didn't get a call, did he? <laughs> no. Shane Helms, who they had to change his name to Gregory Helms because there can only be one Shane in the WWF. Um, Shannon Moore, who I think was eventually picked up. Sean Stasiak. Sting. Um, the total package, Lex Luger. Just never brought back. Would you good idea, bad idea? Would you ever go back to Stasiak for a second and just want to be in a room with Vince going, I know your new name, pal. <laughs> <laughs> they they was thinking clearly. They was clearly thinking clearly when when they <laughs> Um the name isn't listed here, but I know Tori Wilson was a part of this as well. Um Tony Schiavone, who would just could have used them to be honest with you considering everything that we get at towards the end of this episode could have 100 used them in this broadcast and vampiro so <laughs> vampiro and that was a clip from the invasion diaries with myself a plus and meals that will be airing on our patreon only on june 7th uh make sure you guys go subscribe it's going to be a funny funny i can tell you this right now the first two episodes are fucking hilarious we had a blast doing these episodes meals is on his motherfucking kurt loader i love the not the 90s i love the 2001s <laughs> tip there and it is fucking hilarious but of course as always thank you guys for listening to the a show this week um next week we will have more talk talking and conversation about what's going on in the world of wwe AEW, new japan and, and anything else make sure that you follow us at the a show rnc on twitter make sure you listen to the war report with cyrus and Quan, they have a really good review of All In on the Patreon as well, which I thought was really, really good to have them both watch that. I think that it was fantastic that what they did. So make sure you can check that out on the Patreon as well. Uh, but we also have the second half of season two of the Rewriters Room coming very, very soon. So make sure you guys be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, and also our show, of course, the A Show on, uh, you know, the A Show RNC and on our Patreon. So until next week. Please wear your mask. Please go and get your little shot. Go get vaccinated and please be safe. Don't be fighting in hotels and airports because we're allowed to go outside again. <laughs> so for meals, I'm Justin. Thank you for listening to the A Show. We'll see you next week. Yeah.